0: Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class.
1: go. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> or was that too Welcome. soon? Welcome.
0: No, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. This is the Board Game Snobs podcast. Probably the best podcast you're going to be listening to right now because uh, your power might be up for all I know. We're recording this before the great ice storm of Oklahoma. The biggest storm that has ever hit this area in the past 30 years according to the records book. An Arctic, Arctic blast
1: tundra the, type temperatures
0: what, what what is a tundra uh,
1: it's a big truck made by Toyota that's all I know
0: I know but what is the hang so I that what is the definition of a tundra because people keep saying tundra
1: there, it has asking, something to do with like plant life like if grass is growing beneath the ice it's a tundra
0: a tundra is a type of biome where the tree growth is hindered by low temperatures. And short-growing seasons. The term tundra comes from Russian, with a word, uh, that means uplands, or treeless mountain track. Mm. So, it's so cold.
1: So cold. So, tundra. Frigid Frigid temperatures. Ice cold. Shoulder diving. Iceland. (laughs) Christopher.
0: Baldy. Andre. Ice cold. 3,000. Get that? That's
1: that. You'll hay be shivering.
0: Song. That's why you're shaking it, shaking it, because you're so cold. It's the Polaroid. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just saying it's about to get super cold, so we're putting this podcast out so that maybe when we lose power, we might not have time to record. So there you go. Give us emails, dot <laughs> gmail.com. Give, us, give us emails. Give us emails.
1: Don't send them. Give us, we don't want, send them. <laughs> we want you to just hand them to us. Give us
0: those sweet emails. Those are called uh, letters. Famous. What if
1: somebody wrote us a handwritten letter?
0: I've gotten handwritten letters from fans. Whatever.
1: Uh, as have I. You're not the only one. I got a postcard that uh Trout sent <laughs> us that little uh, wooden Armentrout. wooden thing.
0: <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing quite says here. Look at this picture than the postcard. I'm here. I want you to know what here looks like. Well, postcards I mean, are a wonderful thing.
1: It wasn't a postcard like that. It was a just a
0: postcard like, "Hey, get well soon. Send us postcards." Through the email, that's the best. Scan them in. <laughs> we want them immediately. That's the best kind of postcards. Uh so we were going to talk. What we? T- oh, he's going to do some some emails. I was wanting to read some emails from the Is fans. That what you're so you do? have something else you'd like to? Uh, well, I've got I've got I've got some interesting facts for you.
1: no oh, okay. Go ahead and hit me with them. Did you know that all armadillos live in Central and South America, except? for one do you know which one
0: wait a minute so there's just one armadillo that's out there away from the rest or one just
1: one he's out there running around like crazy
0: (laughs) i could just see see some guy getting on a plane heading (laughs) back to his native land of australia and is like what's this An armored koala bear! And putting it in his bag. The next thing you know, there's... That's our only there's, one! Yeah, there's Rafe the armadillo living in Queensland. <laughs> so you said there's one, there's one type of armadillo. Uh, one type of armadillo. I don't. I didn't know there were more than one type. Oh, I knew, well, I've got some knowledge for you, sir. Lay
1: it, lay it down. The nine-banded armadillo ranges from Argentina to the southern United States, according to the Animal Diversity Web at the University of Michigan. Since the mid-19th century, the nine-banded armadillos have expanded northward. have been seen in Florida and now common in Missouri. Um, and you, then... <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you completely just solved a mystery for me that you didn't even know exist. One of my favorite whiskeys is a weeded whiskey Um, it's actually a bourbon a weeded bourbon Uh and the the name of it is nine banded nine banded whiskey on on their their logo is just an armadillo and i often wondered what does nine banded mean and why would they just use an armadillo (laughs)
1: yeah see
0: drop knowledge
1: uh uh, also the nine, nine 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 banded armadillo is the of course the animal state animal of texas is it? It is. Um, the nine-banded armadillo also only has children in groups of four, known as pups. They only will have four children at a time, all of the same sex. Isn't that weird? Weird stuff. Um, so you were curious about the the variety. There are nine genera and 21 species. Let me name off some of these for you. There's the nine banded. There's the seven banded. There's the greater fairy. This one, I believe, is related to Enrique. The screaming hairy armadillo. The pink fairy armadillo. The six banded armadillo. The northern naked tailed armadillo. The giant and the Brazilian three-banded armadillo. You might be curious about the Screaming Harry armadillo, as I was.
0: What? The I'm sorry, I gotta to go get a refill.
1: The Screaming Harry armadillo.
0: Yes, what about it? Love that band. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that opens right. for Daft Punk.
1: You're right. The Screaming Harry gets its name from the sound it makes when threatened.
0: Don't get the idea. I'm pretty sure he... That's the lead singer for the hives <laughs>
1: For the don't get the idea they're cowards they have been known to throw their bodies on top of snakes killing them by cutting them with their sharp edges of their shells. Mm, vicious shocking vicious armadillos. So uh, I went down a wormhole of armadillos as I was looking up other facts. I was just looking up facts. so I found a website of did you knows.com. that's my website. And on there it had said uh, something about armadillos only have children in groupings of four. And they're all the same sex. And I was like, is that true? Yeah. See, it does say that. Did you know armadillos have four babies at a time and they're all the same sex? Well, that's true, but only for the nine banded. Some of the other armadillos have a different variety, and, et etc. So didyouknow.com, hmm, a little iffy on that. their particular knowledge. They kind of just take things out of context. But on digiño.com they have other interesting, th- interesting things as well, but I kind of got off base. Um, so, along with that, then, of course, I had to go to armadillo puns.
0: Are they hard?
1: That's a good one. Um, they weren't that good, actually. There's just one that says something to the effect of, uh, I hope uh, you don't believe in providing guns to Dillo's. The guy said, I would never armadillo. Like, that's a stretch. This other one says, these, these armadillos are found in uh, South America. It said, wouldn't that be a quesadillo? This one says, give an armadillo, get an armadillo. That's carmadillo. Where armadillos go when they're sick, farmadillo. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the quality no, of armadillo is- puns you're getting. I believe <laughs> <laughs> when, you go, when you go deep into the armadillo world, that's about what you get.
0: Did you know they roll
1: up basically like little pill bugs? You know, little roly pellets. Uh, yes,
0: I, I know that little roly bugs. And so, I just wanted to point out is that I was I wanted to read emails, and you were like, "No, I have something I need to discuss." Armadillos. <laughs> armadillos.
1: I did not know, uh, and
0: I, I helped you solve
1: a mystery with the nine banded armadillos, the only species or genera. I don't know what the difference is. Do you?
0: The difference between a species and a genera. Yes. I don't know. I'm assuming that the yeah, the species is more specific. There I mean, was genera is like just you know like the broad like how they had the mm, so I guess what's they, it called the zoology could, of could,
1: it. They could crossbreed with one another or something maybe
0: and maybe. make new species. If you crossbreed a nine and a six banded, do you get a fifteen banded <laughs> armadillo? I mean, how does that work or a seven? Who knows? You just won't know. Uh, we really need to get off the the armadillo? Is that all the the the, the hot banter that you can come <laughs> up with? Cuz I I'm bored to tears. I'm I'm two what? I'm two shots in already. What? There, I, uh, it's going to be pretty rough cuz I am <laughs> so jolt there. You mean the armadillo? No. No. <laughs> D- okay, so that's the best you got? <laughs> that's it, baby. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: I'm, you know I'm going to go. I'm going to dive deep into armadillo facts, and I'm going to come back next week with even better.
0: Well, why don't you do that? I want to know deep down what are their defense mechanisms? Uh, some armadillos everything- have
1: a hundred teeth. That's one. Bite you. Mm-hmm. Do you know why the chicken mm-hmm. crossed the road? To prove to mm-hmm. the armadillo it could be done. <laughs> zonka, zonka. Okay. So,
0: uh, okay, we're, we're good. What? Oh, this we're good. isn't good. Go, this isn't good all. enough for you. That's a, that's good enough for me. That's good that's enough. Good enough
1: all right. That's good. Go ahead and read emails from our listeners. I'm sure they're interested in that.
0: They are, they are. Don Gilstrap. He says you folks really seem to want emails, so here you go. We he do. G- Please give them to us. He gave us a movie recommendation: Change which has Oh uh, Seth Green in it, who uh, I don't particularly like. Seth Green, <laughs> interesting choice. Yes, he then also, also gave us a random Scott. YouTube, a random YouTube recommendation of woodworking. It's just a woodworking channel, which I, I've already watched the first episode of this guy making his own like table, and it is very uh, it's very relaxing. The other, uh, he says, here's my Bubba top five. So I guess these are just five (laughs) random games.
1: Five random
0: things. Order from Chaos, go. Yes. Number five, Euphoria. The last game I played. I think that was the criteria for Azul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On your top five, always list at least
0: the last game you played. (laughs) That's always my number one. Uh, number four oh. That game in a small dark blue box With a palm tree on the front
1: Oh small dark, small dark blue box With palm tree
0: uh, Oh uh, Friday I bet it was a solo he, Who knows uh, Number three Lions of Lydia Which I've not heard of Roll Camera and Mission Catastrophe Three games I'm excited about Coming from Kickstarter
1: this year <laughs> So three games she's no. never played I got you A
0: very good bubble
1: list Bubba has created a new genre of list making.
0: Yes, just just you don't have to your list doesn't have to make a bit of sense. It could be it could, it's a conglomeration of
1: last game you played, games you've played, things you look for look forward to, and possibly even movies or TV shows. Who
0: the frick knows? Mm-hmm. Bill Jazzer says you should watch Whitechapel on Amazon Prime. The it's murder man. mystery. And on Sundance. Now I is Sundance a channel? Yeah, like, it's have right Sundance. next to the
1: Butch Cassidy channel.
0: Okay, so this uh, Sundance, I guess, shows foreign films because he recommended the Bureau and Deutschland '83, both
1: A.K.A. Germany
0: '83. German with, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, East versus West. Yeah, Americans and subtitles don't work out.
1: I love subtitles. Dark, dark sold me. You, you, you. you, you so <laughs> <inappropriate>. <laughs> what? Huh?
0: You are such a hypocrite. I begged you to watch Dark, and you couldn't do it. You said, I can't handle subtitles and those people dubbing over their voices. No. You hated it. No, listen. Listen. Pretty sure you said that on the podcast, too. (laughs) No.
1: I grew to enjoy subtitles. You watched it dubbed, right?
0: No. I watched it dubbed, and yeah, I watched it You said you watched it dubbed. DVD. (laughs) I'm <laughs> DVD dub, video dubbed W a big W on it dubbed. You get
1: if you get that joke, you're good. Uh, no, I I can't do the dubbing. Like you said, much like I got used to the closed captioning, you got used to the dubbing, and I tried to get used to the dubbing, and I couldn't do it. It just I'm looks... into
0: dubstep now.
1: <laughs> I... What is dubstep? It's, it's, I don't know, it's a weird variety of music that I don't really think is popular anymore. It's not, I mean, it was popular back in the day with Like lots of heavy bass.
0: Oh, dubstep is a genre, a, a genre of electronic dance music that originated in South London in the late 1990s, characterized by sparse sycopated rhythmic patterns with prominent sub-bass frequencies. Mm,
1: Sub-bass is what gets you. I prefer the species. Um, But I don't mind closed captioning. Dark sold me on closed captioning because it's like, when the story's good, you will read the heck out of that thing. Also, one I want to add to my list that I hear is all the rage right now, and I believe it is a French show about a thief called Lupin. L-U-P-I-N. Not Lupin Louis, but just Lupin. L-U-P-I-N. I believe there are... Some animated shows about Lupin. It's like he's a French thief, apparently.
0: The retelling of the classic French story of Arsène Lupin, the world famous thief and uh, master of disguise. Lupin. Skies.
1: That makes more sense than Lupin.
0: <laughs> Lupin Louis.
1: Hey. Lupin, Lupin Louis. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. He said something else in his email that I was going to reference. What was his references? Oh, Whitechapel. When I read that, for some reason, my brain converted that to Broad Church. I don't I know why. Too. It did? Okay. And I was thinking, seeing it, it's fine. It's good. Jerry liked it. Uh, not for me. But Whitechapel, I don't know what that is, I do guess. I mean, I assume it's something to do with Jack the Ripper?
0: Brett Ransom says, I finally brought circadians last week. It's good stuff. Took me a bit of time to figure it out between helping my students in remote teaching situations, but I really enjoyed it. All right. Mm, good for you, Britt. Finally. Good Circadians good is good for you. Circadians is
1: probably going to be in my next top 10 list.
0: Michael Vinoy quit emailing me to watch WandaVision. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's good.
1: But if you don't watch Marvel, you won't
0: care. You just won't. So don't worry
1: about it. Sorry, Michael. I agree with you. I'll it's, I just, I literally just, me and Charlotte just watched the last episode. It's like, Wow. Wow. Uh, Wanda, her powers are insane. What's going to happen next? Let's see. Today is what? The 13th. So that's the, yeah, we just watched the last episode. Really good. Jerry won't watch it though. So move along.
0: Well, I I just don't understand why. I keep hearing, I keep hearing some crazy things about it and I don't want to, I don't want to.
1: I mean, you won't like it because you don't know the characters at all and you don't know what it's even based on. So why? Seriously, if you don't know the movies and where it's coming from, it's like you'll be completely
0: lost. Well, I'm working on it because remember, I took home Marvel's Champions from you. So I was (laughs) trying to learn it. Oh, did you play it? Uh, Well, I was just, I watched a watch it played thing or how to play it here just before we got on. And I was disappointed to see that there is no Wanda in this. uh, And nor is there the uh, Paul Bettany character. What's his name? Vision. 2020. 2020, Yeah, Vision. 2020. (laughs) I don't know. I knew it was something with eyesight. I knew it was something with eyesight. Something I used Uh, to have. I'm vaguely off these days, though. He, uh, So yeah, I was trying to learn Marvel's Champion because I want to play it.
1: I I, Marvel's Champions is one of the I keep thinking I'm saying Marvels. It's just Marvel Champions. Like it was a huge hit. People raved about it. I I tried to get it. I played it three or four times. I'm like, I don't get I don't get the buzz. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wanted to get it. I didn't get it.
0: It's Sentinels of the Multiverse. Like, if Never you've played, played Signals of the Multiverse. Yeah, yeah. The it, Multiverse? Yeah. Nope, Signals of the one. Multiverse. It's basically a card game that was all based on these generic uh, Marvel and DC <clears throat> characters. That was a well, big Kickstarter back in the day that has the same mechanisms. and living card games, waiting. right?
1: Huh? Living card game? Are they LCGs? Because you can buy all these booster packs and stuff, right?
0: Well, yeah. Or and Sentinels of the Multiverse I had like the base box but you could buy other various packs with it and expansions and so forth and I played it and it was fine but I didn't I just don't get into LCGs and this Marvel's Champions like as soon as I'm reading through the rule book and watching the video I'm like oh they they basically have just taken the idea of Sentinels and just waited it around till everybody forgot about it and then like hey we made a game <laughs> hey
1: this is it Sentinels um, of the Marvelverse
0: how about that? Shout out to uh, our good friend and designer Dan Hughes. He's been on BBC North East, South and West plugging he his board really, game. I he's guess he's becoming guess, world
1: guess, famous. He's going to get the big head. He's going to act like he doesn't know anybody now. He's finally up to par with everyone else around him.
0: I I don't I don't think Delicious Toes has ever been on British television.
1: <laughs> uh, well, he has now because he introduced the clip
0: <laughs> oh well, still, but nobody knows who Mike is over there.
1: They they, they didn't have his name on there. That he just like randomly popped up and says they're, he played the game.
0: They're interviewing. They're interviewing Dan on everything. Like, he is the he because is the there's celebrity nothing
1: going on thing. in England. There's nothing going he's the, on. He's like one of he, three thousand people over there. So he did something. He, and England's excited.
0: He's the new Spice Girl. <laughs> he's the. <laughs> Grumpy Spice. <laughs>
1: Grumpy Spice. I was going to say that, but you got there first.
0: Gravy Spice. What would his Spice Girl name be? Name the Spice Girls. I there was Posh. Posh. Sugar. One eye. Left leg. <laughs> um. Why is it we all know Posh first?
1: I think she's the blonde one, isn't she? I uh, know. At the time, she was dark headed, a brunette. Hang on. Ginger. Scary. Yeah, of and sporty. <laughs> baby. And baby. Posh, ginger, scary, ginger. No, I said ginger twice. Baby, sporty, sugar, cinnamon,
0: uh, papaya. Don't, for, don't forget turmeric. Paprika, turmeric. <laughs> so there's there's scary spice. There's sporty spice. There's baby spice. There's ginger spice. Mm-hmm. And there's posh spice, which is Victoria Beckham. Yes. Now, is she related to the Beckham dude? She is married to him, yes. So that's maybe why you know her.
1: I, I think she has she's the one that has remained in current public eye, other than Scary, who had some sort of run in with Eddie Murphy that got in the news. Uh Ginger, okay. Baby, and Sporty, I don't know that they've been heard of since then.
0: Uh I'm really feeling if you uh yeah, Baby Spice has has has, has kind of fallen off. She the one, yeah. She's fallen off the yeah, she's gone. We don't know what happened to her. R.I.P. R.I.P. I don't think she's dead. I just, I just don't think <laughs> well, she's around. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying. I I don't, just, don't, don't know, spread why that does rumor. rest
1: in peace mean you have to be dead? Like, I just, I, sometimes I like to go to sleep and be at peace in my sleep.
0: Do people tell you that? Though, don't call you me. Right.
1: Don't call me. I don't want my phone ringing. I want to rest in peace.
0: They should call that R.I.P. as to the airplane mode. <laughs> Just I would leave me alone. Stop bothering <laughs> that, me. That way, when I call you, if it says the phone shouldn't ring, there should when I call somebody's phone that's R I P, there should be like a message like this person has their phone set to R I P. Press one if you want to wake them. So it's like it's very important. <laughs> I resurrection. Have to wake you up. Press one for resurrection. <laughs> you press it, the phone goes off. It's like aha! It oh, must be serious. Oh, I've got it set to Lazarus mode. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, so let's see. I think that's all the emails I got. I think that's all of them. Okay, I that's was sad. gonna say. Oh, <laughs> wait. Except the big email. Uh, uh. Let's see. From Mister. Where is he? Regato Brandon Hayes. Oh, no, yeah. Brandon Hayes. Just he's always he's he was always espousing his love of us. Yeah, he just he just wants more Bubba. We don't want that oh Andrew Maloney wrote and he wrote like 18 paragraphs regarding uh, our episode that we did with Bubba and I, I don't know if I can read it we, all. we need
1: Bubba to respond to Andrew Maloney's <laughs> I,
0: I'm just gonna text Bubba and say Bubba you need to respond to Andrews so <laughs> conversation to Andrew. Andrew writes like
1: these super deep like philosophical social discussion type emails and I'm like I I make armadillo jokes so, just
0: call Bubba. I'll send Bubba your way. I really like that Andrew, though, tries to dumb it down for us and he tries to use illustrations <laughs> and analogies that we'll understand. It's like I'm reading this going, he might have a point. It's <laughs> he, like, might. he might have a point. I won't get it. Bubba. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I don't think well, that's why we had Bubba on to let him talk about serious stuff because we don't really know. We don't do serious here. He did bring up something. He says, To finish, I wanted to leave you with an anecdote about one of my favorite movies, Big Trouble in Little China. For years, I loved that movie. I find it funny, endlessly quotable, quirky, smart, and absurd. However, it is also very racist. The way Chinese individuals in that movie are depicted is very problematic. Is it because it was made in the 80s? Yes. It is because that depiction is rooted deep in pulp culture fiction and ideas. From far before the 80s? Yes. Do I love that type of problematic fiction adventure story? Yes. Did not realize all of this until years after I started watching it. Yes. But that does not change the fact that I don't show that movie to people or really watch it anymore. Because I might well be tempted to find reasons to ignore its pitfalls if people keep watching it and racist depictions will continue on the next generation and they will be faced with the same conundrum. As if they also separate art from the creator, the cycle will also Continue. Uh, the cycle will allow these racist depictions to exist indefinitely. He was talking about uh, separating the artist from their work, and uh, Bubba made that comment that you can, and we kind of went, we kind of went around that, but basically saying that some stuff you can't separate the creator from the artwork and certain depictions. And that point, I got. That point, I got. We got to be careful about what we watch. And fun fact, I've never watched Big Trouble in Little China.
1: I watched it because. It was an 80s show that people love, and I didn't get it. I mean, now, I, is that I the love one with Kurt S- Russell. It's got Kurt Russell.
0: It's not Swayze.
1: No, no, no.
0: It's Kurt Russell.
1: Okay. I, Kurt Russell, I've always preferred Kurt Russell over Swayze because Kurt Russell was like the smart aleck, you know, cocky, arrogant, funny one. Swayze was just like super cool. Swayze Uh, just was one dimensional cool. The way he caressed Demi Lovato no, Demi
0: Demi Moore Demi
1: Demi Moore's hands as she shaped that clay on that claying pot like, I mean, that's iconic Uh, he was in I have never seen I have never seen, what's the uh, movie where he's a bouncer?
0: Mm, uh, uh, Oh, I don't know of I I I I'm, it's
1: like one of his other biggest hits. It's like ghost is number one. Dirty uh-huh. or is it dirty dancing? Probably dirty dancing is his number one. Okay, dirty either dancing. way, one, two, dirty dancing, ghost, and then three, he's like a bouncer in a club or something, and he like you know, kills everybody. The number four is clearly black dog.
0: Oh, black dog's awesome. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you gotta watch that Okay, so dog. F- you, you've made me think deeply about this over Kurt Russell, over Patrick Swayze, because initially I would say Patrick Swayze because Patrick Swayze is just timeless. But but I've got to looking at Patrick Swayze's IMDb. So of course, Dirty Dancing and Ghost, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, yes, yeah, Roadhouse, Point Break. Red Dawn. Oh, I did forget about Point Break. Yeah, so there's there's some good stuff in here. But, but he
1: always played the cool guy. He was always the cool guy. And Kurt Russell can play the cool guy, the funny guy, the bad guy. I mean...
0: But here's the thing. I think I've watched way more Kurt Russell movies than I ever will Patrick Swayze. For instance, 1982, The Thing... Oh, one of my favorite never movies. Never
1: seen it. I have never seen that movie. I've got to rectify oh, that. Oh,
0: John Carpenter. It will scare you to death. 1981, Escape from New York. Seen that. Uh, uh, Snake Tombstone, Plissken. One of the greatest movies of all time. Tombstone,
1: seen it. Amazing. I,
0: I hate to admit that I watched Overboard. I, it's just one of those weird, weird... Of course, Backtrap. I've watched...
1: Is that where he met Goldie?
0: Yeah, I think it was. He played Elvis back in the 70s. Uh, Tango and I Cash. I mean, my wife. Don't forget Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Stargate.
1: Oh, oh Stargate. my God. Stargate. I watched that in the theaters with Ultron was in that.
0: Yes. Ultron was in that. <laughs> Back in when that. he was not so ultra. He was just mono. He monotron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a monotron was in that.
0: That was. A- <laughs> then he went up the stereotron. Then he I finally went to the wouldn't. ultra 4K. <laughs>
1: I was once Monotron.
0: <laughs> now, Did you talk like this? <laughs> talk very, very. Oh,
1: yes. Uh, 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 that, you know, uh, Ultra, uh, Ultron. Uh, Stargate was one of those movies. I re- okay. I don't know if you remember back in the day. Uh, the days that Stargate was coming out in the movie theaters. There was like all mm-hmm. these sci-fi magazines. These sci-fi zines. Like Fangoria You remember that one? Yeah And it had like, it would dedicate certain issues To certain movies, and it like dedicated an issue To Stargate, and I like bought it And I was all about Some Stargate And then I watched the movie, and was Somewhat disappointed, cause I'm like No, this is not the next Star Wars But it's pretty good but then they made like three massive, successfully hit series out of Stargate. I'm like, I never seen any of them, but apparently it's pretty, it's pretty good.
0: I remember in Stargate, you know, there's these actors that you just you see and you know, you, you, you recognize them, but you just don't really know who they are. But they were they were popular for a just a five seconds. Yeah. No. Okay. They had like their five seconds flash of fame. Nobody but me, and I promise you, nobody remembers French Stewart. Uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, that guy yes. from Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun was one of the worst comedies ever because it took John Lithgow out of being a great actor and made him into this just really stupid and ignorant, uh, yeah, it's awful. So anyways, let me get back to French Stewart. So they basically took John Lithgow out of being a great actor and made him into like this goofy comedian which is not his thing. And I thought he did okay, just the show was pretty terrible. The show was terrible. And if you don't know what Third Rock from the Sun is, then consider yourself lucky. But French Although Stewart was it the did guy did give us
1: the boy, what's the boy's name?
0: Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph There's Gordon-Levitt. A- Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out of it. But French Stewart was the guy who never opened his eyes. His trope was like he kept his eyes closed, like he barely was seen peering through. He was a squinter. He squinted the entire time. Well, French Stewart was in Squincy Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Squincy Jones. He was in Stargate.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah. He was like one of the soldiers in it. And it was like, he was like the sort of kind of funny guy, but he's trying to be serious. Oh, it was awful. Absolutely awful.
1: Stargate is one of those movies I might have to rewatch just for nostalgia. And also now French Stewart.
0: You got me sidetracked on Kurt Russell, but I can't help but notice that Kurt Russell... Number one, I just watched Breakdown.
1: Ooh, that is a
0: great movie. That was a great show. My wife demanded that we watch Breakdown one evening, and we watched it.
1: I showed that to Gina years ago, and that's like a terrific style thriller.
0: Now, if you just want some really, a really bad sci-fi film that just upped it up a notch, Soldier. You know what?
1: Is that the one where he has a sword?
0: Uh no, that's the one where he's just like this genetic soldier. Oh. That's dropped on gonna, this planet. You have to, But I think he has swords. He may have swords. I don't remember that like being in style. Do, and I thought it had
1: like holes in it for like you mentioning this movie, I remember this movie like clear I never watched it, but I started it several times with a buddy of mine back in the 80s or 90s whenever it was. But go ahead.
0: It had Jason Isaacs in it. And Gary Busey. That's all you need. <laughs> you, should, you should watch this show.
1: That is an 80s show right there.
0: I, it, it's not even the 80s. It was made in the late 90s. Oh, really? Soldier was late 90s. Yes, okay, well Soldier that, was like
1: late- That might be a slightly different movie than when I'm... I don't... I, I gotta check it out. I love kurt russell and i always thought he is the type of character and his characters in his movies are the type of characters i like probably because i always lean towards the comedic star you know that has a comedy side kind of like like a funnier indiana jones like if kurt russell had been born later i think he could have pulled off a great indiana jones
0: I can't help but see here in his IMDB that Kurt Russell is purported to be in Fast and the Furious seven. Oh, he's in several of them, yes. I didn't know that. Yep. And The Fate of the Furious F eight. Yeah. So he was in Fast and Furious Eight?
1: That's their cool way of making Fast and Furious eight. Involved oh. in the title. <laughs> they put the word the number in the title. Um I love Kurt Russell. Also, since we're already sidetracked on rando stuff, TV shows, I sent out on our Facebook group, I asked the question, you have one musical album to listen to for the rest of your life. What would you choose?
0: One musical
1: album. One, because at first I was thinking you have one song, but that would really suck. And also like, what freaking song would you choose? Like, that's hard. But I just said, okay, so album. Change it to album. Because I knew what album I was thinking of at the time. And- what were you thinking of? Uh, uh, I'll get there shortly. Andrej Dorialski. He said, Deftones, White Pony, or Mad Season, hard to choose. Never heard of either one of those. Sorry, I'm not a music guy. I'm pretty basic. I'm pretty mainstream. So, thus, a lot of these. I don't know. Have you heard of Deftones? Yes, I have. Okay. Do you like them? Uh, they're okay. Simeon or Simeon Lawler says, okay, this one, I this must be Icelandic or something. Polygondwanaland by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard.
0: Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? <laughs> yes. I'm sold.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris Snowden says Pearl Jam 10 and that would be mine i'm a pearl jam guy the 10 album i love every freaking song on it i've listened to it since it came out and it continues to rock for me personally ben maddox uh, five games for Doomsday. watch his youtube stuff people he says please white pepper ween ever heard of either of those things i don't know if white pepper is the band and then ween is the album I'm assuming. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Okay.
0: Not salt. Salt and pepper.
1: (laughs) Nope. Just white pepper. Oh. Urban Presker. Old Dirty Bastard. Returned to the 36 Chambers. The dirty version. Oh, Urban, you. (laughs) (laughs) He wants the dirty version. And then he said, okay, some people make caveats. Or Blade Runner soundtrack if it will rain a lot.
0: And I love that
1: because that's a good soundtrack.
0: Oh, both of those soundtracks are awesome. Seawall off of the new Blade Runner soundtrack is some of the best soundtrack music I have ever heard.
1: I love the new Blade Runner soundtrack. I play that anytime I play Anachrony. I don't know why, because it's set in the future. I don't know. But I love the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack. Uh, Douglas Cunningham says, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. have no idea what that is. I don't know if that's the soundtrack to the movie starring Tom Cruise or what. Daryl Vaughn says, musical as in Broadway, Chicago. Okay. Chicago, come on. Now, are we talking about the, uh, what's his name? Greatest actor in the world? Who's the greatest, who's the greatest actor in the world?
0: The greatest actor in the world? Yeah. You're talking about uh, our Daniel, man, Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: He was in Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. He said, if you just mean any music album, Freddie and Francine, Moonless Night. Never heard of that. So I've got lots of stuff to look up. Jesse Jones, Grateful Dead, eight twenty seven seventy two. I don't know that I've ever heard a Grateful Dead song in my life. I'm sure I have. They play it on like all we have here in Paris, Texas, is classic rock music stations that play like Eagle and Led Zeppelin. So I'm sure I've heard Grateful Dead. Have you listened to Grateful Dead? Ah, uh, very little, very very little. I know Cherry Garcia is a uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor. That's about all I know about Grateful Dead. Kyle Miller says, Disturbed, Down with the Sickness. Wow. <laughs> we all know that one. Ben Joseph. I like Ben. He, he interacts with us a I lot like, on fa- Facebook. I like Ben Joseph. He said, Led Zeppelin 2. And I also like that one as well. I think that's the album. that is that the one with the Hindenburg crashing on the cover is my question. If so, that's the one I, I listen to most.
0: think it is.
1: Uh, Michael... Tannoy vanoy, Beatles, The White Album. I hear that a lot, like just people that quote-unquote are music snobs. I am not a music snob. I am strictly a 90s guy. Therefore, Pearl Jam 10 is my jam. But I know the Beatles because every time I hear a Beatles song, it takes me back to riding the back of my family's Grand Mercury Marquis station wagon listening to a Beatles song. That just takes me there. I don't know why.
0: That Metallica that metallica black album that you said the white album that that metallica black album boy it's uh, I, I i remember having that back in the day yeah metallica was like like a thing that you just didn't you know it was like oh,
1: they're unforgiven nothing else matters uh inner sandman i don't know for whom the bill Toes was on there yeah that was a uh,
0: good one i don't think it was and i don't think it was. Another one
1: that's a good one though i like that one
0: uh, then that got me into that got me into metallica and it was uh one of the i ended up doing like a deep dive into their songs and i found my favorite metallica song is uh i think it's one of their it might, it might be an old when I say older song i think it was like from the 90s of course but it was a uh, low man lyrics it is my favorite metallica song never it is heard a beautiful of that one song nobody's ever heard of low man's lyrics could I just interject it? We're like 40 minutes in. I'd like huh? to maybe mention a board game. Oh, so cliche. <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I recently, my wife, who's, I can I can't get in trouble when I say she's not a board gamer because people always go, well, what, what, what makes you a board gamer? Well, she doesn't necessarily choose board games as her entertainment. But here recently, she has. And it is because I purchased a game that, back in 2020, was the nominee for the Spiel des Jahres. It did not win it. It was designed by none other than the great Dr. Reiner Canizia. A little game called My City. My City is made by Cosmos Games. It is a two- to four-player game. It's a legacy game. has a campaign that you play. I believe there's 24... Uh, rounds in this legacy game you have to play 24 rounds of the game if i'm not mistaken uh let me think about that does that sound right that sounds right over eight chapters yeah so then there's three rounds in each chapter eight chapters so my city is a tetra tetramino how do you say that tetris Tetramino,
1: polyomino. polyamino i never know you always say tetra and i always hear poly so i don't know what's what are
0: you eating a cookie yeah what kind of cookie
1: Gina made some homemade chocolate chip.
0: Okay, I thought for a second there on the camera, it looked like raisins, and I was about to call you out on that if you're eating raisin. Okay, there it is.
1: I despise... Oh, wait.
0: Sorry, I turned myself down. I despise raisins. I like raisins on principle. I just don't want them in my cookies. No. No. Uh, Macaroons are where they're at. Anyways. Long story short, My City starts off where you can play it as a one-off game, but the legacy campaign of it is the players have their own little personal player board, and you are placing these Tetris-like pieces out on the board of three different colors, and you're trying to arrange them in a certain way they'll score points. And not to spoil every anything, but over the campaign, the rules change. You get different shapes. You get different types of buildings. You're at, you're adding stickers. You're doing things, and you know there's these small little rule changes. My wife freaking loves this game. Wow, very nice. I, I would go as I would go as far to say that this is her favorite game. Really? Uh, I am allowed to quote her. She, <laughs> has said, yeah. she has said. Her lawyers have signed off. Yes, yes. She has said, and I quote, this is the perfect date night game. And when questioned as what makes this the perfect date night game, she says that one, the base game, the the initial rules are very simple. It's very easy to understand. And then progressively, every time you play a game, a new rule gets changed. And you keep track of the score because there's going to be an overall winner at the end of the game. But your boards change. So like the first place person scores so many points, but the person who placed last, they get also an advantage. They get something added to their board or taken off their board or something that allows them to maybe next time kind of like a catch up mechanic. But each game is different where you start placing your little city pieces, which is basically what it is. You're building this city, trying to build these shapes. On rock and roll. And yeah, you are, actually. You're trying to build them on rocks. Mm, uh, fine if foundation. You have rocks exp- if you have rocks exposed and you lose points. And the game's very simple. You have a deck of cards. You flip over a card. It shows a picture of a city, uh, a, a, of a piece that's a certain color and shape, and you have to play that shape. That's it. Uh, it 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 shouldn't be as fun as it is. I hate these Tetris-type games. James, Stop. Stop. Just I stop. Hate you hate every
1: mechanism and then you love the games.
0: All right. Name it. will name one Tetris <laughs> game I like. Name one. You have
1: said this about so many. I no, can't I haven't. Keep track. Name you
0: one. you like patchwork. Uh, it's okay.
1: <laughs> We've had this discussion, but go ahead.
0: You don't know me. I do know you. My city's good. I would go the far as say that if you're married. And you have a you have a significant other. Oh, that oh so important. we have to be married to play this game. Yeah, don't be living in sin. <laughs> this is a marriage only <laughs> game. You should say, "Honey, I think we should get married." And the box should be of my city. That should be. The, Let's make it official. <laughs> I and change it I, to I you, our city. I bet you half my stuff. This is going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you open the box. As you op- as you go through the as you go through the box, there's little envelopes that open up, and that tells you the rules. And when you get to the last rule, when you open up, it's a prenup. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that will tell the tale. the The game itself is very simple to learn. There's nothing real special about the components. They're just the artwork's very blah. It's just you know how do you make Tetris look good?
1: I really want to play along these lines that Isle of Cats that everyone was raving about last year. And is Calico is Calico also along these lines? Is it a polyomino type thing? Because I hear I everybody know. talking about calico. Maybe it's just my brain because it's about cats as well. But you know how I feel about cats. I love cats. Uh, I played a new game too. <laughs> well, this is not a competition. You don't have to be like, oh, <laughs> oh I forgot, do it too. I've played. You're not the I'll only one. You think you're
0: better than me? I yes, am. You do my city. Yes, yes you it's do. It's good. It, uh, let me just finish off my, oh, my okay. thing. If you have a significant other, you should buy my city. If you don't have a significant other, then our Burn solo games, I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should work harder <laughs> Maybe you should better yourself Instead of playing board games Why all the time And maybe you'd have a Maybe you'd have a significant other If you would like work on yourself Go to the gym Get a job Shave that neck beard You'll find somebody You'll find somebody Trevor or Travis All you weird Jeff, all you guys are- Jeff. Oh my god Don't even bring up Jeff I'll tell you what I played I played
1: can't stop won't stop did you stop no I won
0: you won can't stop won't stop I
1: won can't stop won't stop
0: tell me about can't tell me about can't stop uh, apparently
1: it's an older game you're rolling die you're rolling four die you divide those into groupings of two. And on, Masterful. This, on this board, you have these spots, 2 to 12. You place these cones that are your runners, depending on your die roll, You divide them up, and you choose a spot to go into based on your die roll. And you keep pushing your luck. I'll, uh, when I say Farkle, is that like something everyone knows? Does everyone understand Farkle?
0: I've never played Farkle.
1: Had you ever heard the term, the game, though?
0: I've heard Farkle, but I myself have never Farkle.
1: It's a game, I think it was basically kind of along the lines of like a poker-style game. Like if you got two of a kind or three of a kind, you could keep rolling. Or if you got a straight, you could keep rolling. And you just pushed your luck, because all those thing, different things meant points. So if you got like three threes, that was like 300 points. If you got like one, two, three, four, five, that was like... 500 points or something i don't i don't remember the rules of Farkle, but it was just a push your luck die rolling game this is basically that with but with more structure and you have these cones that you're it has a board you roll your four dice And if you can somehow between those four dice, like say you rolled a four and a three. So you group those together, make a seven, right? Well, seven being the most likely roll of all rows, apparently between four dice, it's like the longest row. They're like, depending on the, I guess, the statistics that you would roll these things, like two, you only have like three spaces to go up and 12. You only have like three spaces to go up and just it just kind of goes from there so seven you have like i don't know 10 spaces to go up because you roll sevens all the time with four die it's easy to make a seven five one six no wait five two six one four three etc i really liked it it's just it's a silly game it's a rolling game but i can see it being lots of fun with your you know friends and family and
0: it's okay i've played it did you play it on bga i played
1: on bga speaking of bga i love bga
0: bga board game asmodee board game arena. asmodee send me your money bga it's a great that's a great website and I, i'm kind of hesitant that now that they got bought out by asmodee uh that i hope nothing changes because in the past bga has been this nice little community of friendly people like 5 million users. I didn't realize they had that many users. I didn't know there was that many gamers in the world. Well, it's an easy website to get on and to, and to enjoy a, just a nice light game. You can play Yahtzee on there.
1: All their stuff is very well implemented. Also along those lines, we played Alhambra.
0: We did. We did and we enjoyed it.
1: I haven't played Alhambra in many, many years. I bought it when I was first getting into the gaming world along with Ticket to Ride and Carcassonne, played it, enjoyed it, but I don't know, something kind of fell off for me and I ended up selling it, but I guess it's been long enough. It was like new to me again and I played it again. I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good tile
0: laying it, game. It's a tile laying game and you know how I feel about tile laying. <laughs> I'm
1: sure you hate them except for this hate one. Them.
0: No, no, Alhambra's okay, but it's like tiles. Who wants to lay tile? I don't know. A tile man? Not me. Tires me out, and I just don't. Yeah, it was okay, but I, it's it's weird to see BGA get bought out by Asthma Day because Asthma Day. I wish Asthma Day would buy us out. They're buying everybody else out. Hey, Asthma Day, we're open, we're we're available. Pay us off, just send us some money, and we'll, we'll talk good about your games. Is that how that works? <laughs> I mean, that would be all of them, right? Who do they own now? Fantasy Flight. Okay. Oh, I shouldn't have knocked, we shouldn't knock Marvel Champions because it's made by Fantasy Flight. Oh. That's why they're never going to sponsor us. Oh, well.
1: We gotta get back on the. We gotta get back on the good side.
0: All right. Well, I think
1: we went about as far as we can go on these subjects. <laughs> Are we done? Let's go back to armadillo talk.
0: No, no. Okay. I'm done so there's nine
1: genera of armadillo. Twenty-one species. Mind blown.
0: I, I'm Gabby Yes. That's Jerry.
1: Bye bye. This is
0: a great episode. This was a
1: train wreck. Did you know a bear has forty-two teeth? Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.